0: Okay. Here we are. Here we are. Episode fourteen. So, <laughs> so this is
1: brown, Burndown. brown, burn, is down. brown burn down. The brown burn The brown. The brown. This is brown Burndown. down. Burn down. Burn
0: down. The
1: brown burn down. <laughs> burn
0: down. <laughs> brown burn down. <laughs> Let's do
1: it. Oh my gosh, we haven't done this in so long.
0: It's been very long. We didn't think it was gonna be this long. I didn't think it was gonna be this long.
1: I didn't think it was gonna be this long either, but here we are. And life we happens. Are, life happens. We had to take some time this summer for some big life changes. Yep. Both of us. Both of us. Big events transpired. <sighs> and here we are on the other end of things.
0: While we're at okay. the top of this episode, let's talk yes. about rate, review, and subscribe, which is something that yes. we say at the end of every episode, but, like, this time we it's mean It's not it. a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke, guys. It's for real. It's for real. Someone over the course of our hiatus, perhaps because we were gone and they missed us so dearly, gave us a yeah. one-star review. And so which is... And so maybe their thoughts were valid, but then they should have emailed us and told us, if you think this is bad, please. Throw us a one-star review. We love feedback. However, we'd appreciate it if you gave it to us one. Like, I felt a little sad after that.
1: I did feel sad about it, too. But it was also, like you said, like, if you hate it, like, own it.
0: Honestly, like, if you say it in the street, that's a knockout. If you say it in a tweet, that's a (laughs) cop-out. So, (laughs) there's that. Where did you learn that? (laughs) (laughs) From Taylor Swift's Blue Song. It's okay, um well, it's her you need to calm down on which is like so problematic actually because oh, she's yeah. talking about like did we talk about this? Homophobe she's talking about
1: homophobes and she's like like be less loud oh,
0: but, but it's not like
1: be less homophobic.
0: Yeah, one be less loud. two the first whole stanza is about her relationship with like haters like people who don't like her music oh, and then yeah, she it's compares not the same it like
1: thing. not at <laughs> all.
0: Not at all. Don't yeah, even pretend. Girl. And that's where and the tweet street comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So you heard it here, <laughs> not first, but second. Yes. We made it We made it matter. We made it go viral. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe, Please. and email us at thebrownburndown at gmail.com. And I guess that's where we could start. We could start with some thoughts from our friends. Yeah,
0: we could do that. So
1: if you guys are new to this podcast um, – Which I know some of you are, since my mom has been hyping us up. (laughs) That's from our friends is usually the first section that we started off with. And we love to share... Uh, everything that you guys have to say because
0: yeah. it feels fun to have friends we love yeah. to brag about how we have friends but also it's really fun to get to share your thoughts
1: um, yes, with that's what our I,
0: broader was, listeners. That's where I was going with that
1: yeah exactly um yeah lol it- that was partly my okay well okay so pause on the thoughts from our friends because this is way more important but uh, basically I went to the U.S. Open and i saw roger fetter in the flesh i was sitting probably like 20 feet away from him i'm pretty sure that we made eye contact and i shed some tears guys it was magical it was magical (laughs) but some of you are new listeners maybe wondering like what does what could this possibly have to do with brown representation in western media and It doesn't, except except for that as two brown females who love Roger Federer, it matters a lot. Okay,
0: so I also made some friends recently um, from starting graduate school, and one of them is uh, a former tennis player. And had some great gossip where she basically validated that Federer is, like, just the best, nicest, most amazing human in the world. And that um, Djokovic is, like, a notorious cheater. Like, that's what he's known for. Like, being a cheater. And, like... There was, like, a situation where his wife didn't come to a match because she found out about, like, infidelity. Oh, yeah. She
1: didn't come to the U.S. Open <gasps> either. She didn't come to the U.S. Open? Mm-mm, nope. And I'm pretty sure – we'll have to fact check this. One of our listeners can fact check this. I don't <laughs> think she was at the French Open either.
0: Oh, my God. Are they on or the rocks? maybe even Wimbledon.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. And Okay. So this is also doubly relevant to uh the Browns because – he was spotted in Mumbai on a dinner date or date with uh, Deepika Padukone.
0: Wait, but isn't she, like, very married?
1: That was, a, it was before she got married. You sent me that article. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't remember this. My bad. TVT,
1: like, five years ago. So, yes, it is relevant to this podcast. Oh,
0: yeah, we linked it back to Deepika. Good job.
1: Yeah, NP. Okay. Okay, so back to some thoughts from our friends. Right. We can start with the ones that are still related to tennis. Okay. If you're sick of tennis, I promise we'll be done soon. Skip 5 minutes. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> so, we have actually an international listener oh. who is in London and Exotic. she's been a she's been a loyal listener and I've been meaning to give her a shout out and contribute some of her thoughts, but her thought from this week isn't really a thought so much as it is just validating our obsession with Roger Federer. <laughs> and she says that she loves our ongoing um infatuation so this is for you rachel We're, i didn't even give you i didn't even give you a
0: code name you're that special yeah. moving on okay. so listener Unj has been sending us some fire thoughts she also sent me this hilarious thing from subtle curry traits which uh if y'all are not members of you should definitely join it's hilarious so subtle curry traits is a facebook group and unge sent us this like pretty funny post from it where there's like a screen grab from some sort of a like ad for a clothing store where there's like these quote-unquote vintage boho dresses that are like expensive oh but they're gosh. literally just like a silver kameez without the kameez Pants. yeah so it's just like these like like which is like embodies what we're talking about with the anthropology and all these other stores of like stop taking indian culture and turning it into an expensive like accessory just like call it what it is and you know give it its due
1: yeah also like this we've talked about it so many times just like vintage boho dress being synonymous with uh like current indian clothing like doesn't make any sense where's the vintage
0: boho is also not like a thing you can attach to my culture like that's like not okay
1: like we, I think in one of our episodes we go through like what is boho and boho is short for bohemian, which is technically like the Czech Republic. So like what
0: episode was that? <laughs> oh, I guess our fashion episode.
1: Yeah, I Coachella episode and it was. fashion. I want to oh, say. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Give a get that one and listen. That one is one of our like most listened to episodes. If you haven't listened,
0: it's to a good one. Yet. Um. Yeah. You, so that was a
1: good comment. Yeah. Unj.
0: Good job, Unj. We love you.
1: Yeah, we got an exciting uh we got some exciting feedback from a new listener that actually is one of my mom's friends. Uh-huh. So, shout out to my mom for uh hyping up our podcast even though she literally has not listened to more than 1 minute. <laughs> um I like she like hyped it up and then her friends, so one of her friends basically um, listened to our podcast and loved it which just goes to show that this podcast is truly for any age group mm-hmm. um we cater to everyone
0: but she sent us this really nice message from my mom's friend says raps um i have been binge listening to raps's brown burn her name isn't actually Rabs, but I've been binge listening to Ravs' Brown Burndown Podcast. I learned several things I really did not know about, like the Kohinoor Diamond non-repatriation to India, which is our least listened to episode, and you should, absolutely should listen to it, because I think it's one of our best. It's called um, Colonialism Part 1. Yes. <laughs> and she she continues. I also learned a lot about Priyanka Tobra and Nick Jonas, dot, 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 maybe more than I needed. <laughs> However, I did get sucked into the drama of it all. Have they thought of a, the couple named Prick? So, Auntie, thank you so much.
1: You're the best. And wait, in regards to the prick thing, they actually have thought of it. They call themselves prick all the time, and it's super annoying. And it's
0: awful. We don't condone it. Yeah. And I agree with you as well. I feel like I know too much about Priyanka and Nick, and I don't know how I feel about that.
1: Speaking of, <sighs> that is what we're going to talk about next. But wait, we still have one more thought. Never one mind. more thought. Take advice. One more thought.
0: Um, This is from listener K. Who says, uh, finally watched Late Night and totally agree with you that it's annoying that she had to be an unqualified chemical from an unqu- unqualified from a chemical plant since minorities with experience are still treated that way. So close to being on point. Yeah. Agree.
1: Yeah. And it totally just missed the m- mark. And... Um... In regards to Late Night, it is now available to watch on Amazon Prime, which just goes to show mm-hmm. how badly it tanked. Yes. It was out, like, it was released, it was literally a summer movie, and it's, like, summer is still not over, and it's on Amazon Prime now. So, let's talk about our um,
0: favorite couple, TARS. Oh, God. Is that what we're going to call them? I mean, I guess it is, because they're the couple I certainly talk about most of yeah. So,
1: it's been a summer, for Prick. Bianca and Nick. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, this entire podcast is kind of inspired by their relationship.
0: Or breakingly true. Yes.
1: We like to include a segment in each podcast um, called hashtag Watch two K nineteen. Oh my it's gonna be 2-2020. Ah. Guys, we gotta make a trend on Twitter before it's twenty twenty. So <laughs> seventeen episodes. Fourteen episodes. We can this. all make this happen. Yeah. And honestly, they're doing a lot. Like Nickyanka Watch 2K19 initially started off as a joke, and it still is like 90% a joke, but 10% of it is because they genuinely are getting up to stuff all the time that's worth talking about.
0: Yeah, they're like the most active celebrities out there. This segment is somewhat in tribute to them because we do owe them this podcast. So thanks, guys. That's true. So, wow, they've been up to so much, and I wish that we had not been busy this summer because we could have talked about it in real time, but we're going to reignite the conversation about... Priyanka's comments at BeautyCon.
1: TBT did that, which was kind of, I think that was the biggest thing that she did this summer. Actually, I wouldn't even say she's done much like PR crisis management no. for it. She just kind of like continued living her life. She didn't apologize or anything. So Taris, recap the event.
0: Okay, so BeautyCon is apparently an event that happens in LA where I assume it's about beauty and like people who are familiar with beauty doing beauty things. Um, but for some reason there was a Q&A with Priyanka Chopra during BeautyCon. Maybe about her beauty or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. She was interviewed by another brown like influencer, I guess, slash oh. reporter. I have no idea
0: that unclear. someone back check that though so nick whenever he refers to her calls her his beautiful wife so like beauty is like a big thing in, it's a big part of her brand it's a yeah. big part of her brand um okay so anyway so she was at beautycon and la 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 life was going on until someone asked the very valid question about how she can be a unicef ambassador when she has sent tweets in the past which i think we've talked about um inflaming tensions between uh Tweeted. she tweeted jay hind
1: after india orchestrated like an attack on a terrorist camp but it wasn't clear that they were uh targeting the terrorist camp from like the pakistani perspective indian perspective was like this is like obviously a terrorist camp and we were targeting it so Indi- like indians are saying like that was not war where Pakistanis are like we had no idea like what was going on it was really scary and like it seemed like you were trying to start a war that's like the TLDR of it I think and so Priyanka when that happened she tweeted Jay Hind um,
0: which is very her, political and not peaceful <laughs> it's
1: yeah it's very political regardless of your position on this issue like you can't argue with the fact that that is like an extremely political um non peaceful.
0: And she's an ambassador for peace, right? What's her official title? UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador, which what what is exactly a goodwill ambassador? Let's see.
1: Bombs and goodwill just like should not be used in the same sentence. Oh,
0: Millie Bob Bobby Brown was named a goodwill ambassador. They seem to be just giving these out, you know, yeah, like willy-nilly. Yeah, I'm not
1: sure like how much of it it actually means, but remember she did go to Ethiopia on her Google oh, Ambassador yeah. trip. So, like, it's definitely something that she does. And it's, like, part of her image and part of the, like, things that she feels like she needs to do to maintain whatever image she has.
0: Yeah. Um, so, like, yes, UNICEF is children. So, like, she – actually, I don't know. It's a UN organization. Like, the, it's a there's, UN organization, yeah. You should not be promoting acts yeah, of aggression. Yeah,
1: they were – there are people after this beauty con incident that were calling for her to be removed as a UN ambassador, which is, let's be clear, <laughs> is not what she is.
0: Yeah, she's, she's not a <laughs> UN ambassador.
1: Far from that would qualified. be
0: horrifying. <laughs> that
1: would be horrifying. So, um, yes, definitely outside of her wheelhouse. But regardless, to this tweet um, offended a lot of people. It offended the girl who was asking her the question, who is a like Pakistani-American, who admitted that she was a fan of Priyanka until she had
0: like, mm-hmm.
1: p- posted this tweet. And I think the thing that we wanted to talk about was the way she handled the moment. Like, yeah. more than her content. The content is, like, it's alarming. Yeah. But the way she handled the situation was, I think it spoke volumes of her character. Yeah. She was rude. She was condescending. She started off with like, okay, cool. Are you done venting? Like, girl, don't embarrass yourself. Like verbatim. Those are things she said. It
0: was mean. It was mean. It was it was cruel. And it was like using your power to belittle someone else, which is the worst use of power. Yeah. Like And
1: I think there's there's something to be said of like if you don't understand what you've done that's wrong, like, and you see someone else who's obviously very much upset or affected by something that you've done. Like you should try to understand why they feel that way. Like
0: it was was gross. It was defensive. It was cruel. And it was like, we've talked a lot about how she doesn't seem very genuine in a lot of her directions. And she's a very clear, like stage persona that she puts up. And it seems like that was peeled back a little bit in this encounter. And like, it was not a pretty, like it was like, very sad to see because I think we can like it's funny to talk about her like in relationship with Nick Jonas and like thinking about like the dynamics and like what they talk about all day which you know like couldn't tell you but like it's (laughs) gross to see that like she is one of the only prominent brown women now in western media she's like very she's a she's a staple of western media now to see that she is like treating people that way and acting like that shows like a really gross side of like uh, like rich Indian culture I think of like kind of like which we could get into about like the way that like certain segments of the population treat like their help and the way that they treat like waiters and the way that they treat people who are below them that like I don't know was like not nice to see because like I'm sure she like she talks about I'm a patriot like blah 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 whatever fine you believe what you want to believe one like yes it's like a little awkward that you're a UNICEF goodwill ambassador but two then just like let it wash over and be like I'm sorry you feel that way like thank yeah. you for expressing your opinion move on There's like have no you never reason. been trained on that like you're a yeah. c- celebrity for a long time you were a freaking miss universe like they yeah. definitely train you on that kind of stuff
1: you're an actress like you should know how to impromptu act yeah. right Yeah. Like, so one thing that happened right after was that Nick Jonas posted this like extremely <laughs> photoshopped image which
0: yeah so I have used photoshop as like a human in the 21st century but also like as someone who uses photoshop regularly for work I know what works and what doesn't basically Nick posts this picture at the con- his one of his concerts with him like hugging his nieces and or like with his nieces and like Priyanka is allegedly on face but uh, it's hilarious because it's a Photoshop feel on so many different levels the way that lighting works when you're taking uh, pictures like professional uh, pictures where you have the proper lens proper camera um, and the lighting when it's dark especially the what what is actually on your screen will not show up in the picture. You have to edit that on later. There's another phone like flying in the air, like yeah. that they forgot to delete from this Photoshop when they photoshopped Priyanka in. And And then
1: the photographer doubled down on it.
0: Yes yeah, like someone called the... him.
1: Someone yeah. And he was like, oh it's just someone else's phone that's falling midair.
0: It but like in a very unnatural trajectory. Like a physicist would be like yeah. No, that's not how phones fall. And then Huge Photoshop of all fail.
1: time. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. And you should go take a look at it.
1: They did a lot this summer. Um, okay. Yeah, anyway, that was weird. Uh, here we are. Here we are. So, lingering thoughts. Which... <laughs> Our third section. Our third section. So we like to include some thoughts that we've alluded to in our previous episodes that weren't completely wrapped up, or if there have been new developments in them. Um.
0: Um. So yes. Yeah, so when Priyanka had the scandal, remember when we talked about that oh, like five yes, seconds ago? yeah. And yeah. Jamila, <laughs> um, all Jamila from the Good Place, who's like becoming mm-hmm. an up and coming, like prominent brown person.
1: Yeah, so, I think she's like she's like made it.
0: Yeah, I think she, like, she's like a list.
1: A-list brown now, yeah. A-list,
0: 12, like, 12, maybe 12. A-list asterisks, but, like, she's... Like, A-minus. a minus yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. B-plus, A-minus, B-plus. B-plus, A-minus, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she posted this status on Twitter that was, like, people are, like... Because she's very controversial. Like, she, like... Yeah. Like, she, like, pokes holes in things. She, like, makes fun of other celebrities or, like, calls them out for, like, promoting, like, bad diet stuff and, like, whatever. Because um, she is... I think I looked this up. She's half Pakistani, half... Indian, And she was basically like, guys, you keep asking me for my thoughts on this, but like, I don't have any. Basically, it was like a long tweet to say like, actually, I don't want to get involved, which felt like a huge cop out. Like, girl, if you're going to be so like pugnacious about like diets, you should probably have an opinion on your own heritage
1: right yeah and she was like I'm an actress like this is my job like just because you're someone like famous doesn't mean that you have to like have opinions and like be able to do everything that's like expecting too much of people
0: anyways so yeah so that is Jamila okay so the second lingering thought is around Lily Singh
1: yeah Lily Singh She has made it big she has her new late night talk show on NBC it's called a little late with Lily which and is funny
0: because it is a little late to have a female brown talk yeah.
1: <laughs> one of her first guests is Mindy Kaling which is awesome awesome so check it out now guys it's <laughs> on it's, it's out yeah it's out so Then, okay, our next lingering thought, which we've alluded to multiple times, and I think we will probably do a full episode on it, so I'll make it brief. But Mindy Kaling, I swear, like I've said it once, I will say it again, I'll keep saying it, I'm pretty sure she is one of the 200 (laughs) listeners to this podcast because every time we deliver criticism, she suddenly, like, changes for the better. And it's, like, very much in regards to what we have to say about her. So some of our critiques of mindy have been that she primarily only casts white men in her shows and she has this like slew of like white men to date but she has this new series on hulu called four weddings and a funeral and i think she's the producer of it um and it is diverse it is fun it's like a story with an interracial leading couple that just works so well and i think it's like it's like a real treat to watch and i think everyone should go watch it but this is my huge plug for it because I think Mindy's doing great.
0: Okay, and this last one is like breaking news, like just hit the press. Yeah. So we will probably have big. more to say about it next time. Um, but Justin Trudeau is gaining some um, heat for brown face that he wore to a party in 2001 that was quote unquote Arabian Nights nice themed.
1: He like really <laughs> lather, lathered it on, guys. And like, you
0: see, like, one, like, annoying that that was a the theme of a party. Like, ugh. Yeah. But, like, it was 2001. We'll forgive the theme. 2001 does not forgive the brown face. That is very recent. Brown face was Dude, not s- okay in 2001. September
1: 11th happened in 2001. Yeah. Like, no. Just not okay. Just not okay. And. I'm honestly surprised that this is surfacing now. He's been in yeah, office for so for a long. a long time. And it, it is fresh, but Tarz and I were looking at the tweets um, that are trending right now in regards to it. And... He's getting flack, but like it's mostly from conservatives. Like,
0: yeah, it's, it's
1: like everyone should just unequivocally be like, this is bad.
0: It's one of those like, he is this like liberal hero kind of guy, or at least he was. White people who are like, I'm a champion of your cause. Like, I am basically diverse by being such a champion of your cause. And then you do a little digging and you're like, oh, you're actually super not. It's just convenient politically now to be like, liberal and, like, accepting of diversity. I mean, not to say that he's necessarily all bad and that some of his policies aren't, like, really helpful and, like, good, but... This is ick. Um, so
1: TBD on that. We'll follow up next week, guys. Yeah. Or next episode. That's a recap. We're just <laughs>
0: excited to be back, guys. Like. We have a lot of thoughts. Um, okay, but now on to the main attraction. So this is the main attraction
1: slash something that we've really wanted to talk about, even if we don't spend that much time talking about it. But we noticed this trend. Um, and We've alluded to it in almost like in the majority of our episodes, yeah. about um, problematic representation or problematic de- depiction of brown people in film and television that is written, directed, produced by white people. Yep. But earlier this summer, or maybe it was in the last month, we saw this trailer and read this review on NPR, which... Like, love NPR, but this was a huge mistake. Um, I was not a fan.
0: Okay, so this movie is called After the Wedding. Yes. It did not get very good reviews, so.
1: It's a remake of a movie by the same name, I think.
0: Yes. Basically, Michelle Williams plays this co-founder of an orphanage in uh, Kolkata, and, um, that's basically, it's like basically her backstory. The rest of the movie is not about that at all, but this is like her backstory of like having this like empathy and like something about an orphan. She's living a modest, humble life running an orphanage in India. This is what they say. Um, then one day she's asked to go to New York city to clinch a deal for a life changing donation to the orphanage. And then Michelle Williams says this, I thought of her as somebody who used to burn very hot and whose fire had to be extinguished. Williams says in an interview and only a place like India with all of its sights and smells and sounds can calm a person like this. And then she said, it's a place I've been drawn to for its religious heritage, its fervor, the way it overwhelms your senses. But what was most unusual about it was shooting in a third world country. I don't think I've ever shot a film in those circumstances. And the sentiment I left with was, when we departed India, it's such a luxury to have problems. And it was one of those things that I wanted to address in making this film. I wanted to play someone whose tolerance for petty grievances or opulent displays of wealth was shattered because of the life she'd lived for the last two decades. I um. so, like,
1: cool, thank you for profiting off of romanticizing an entire nation of a billion people. And I'm sorry that your sm- the smells of this country are just like so overwhelming for you that it was a spiritual and moving experience that forced you to question whether like your problem problems are actually privileges. Like
0: it's like also yeah. the way she talks about India is like. Uh, her fire had to be extinguished and only a place like india with its sights and spells could calm a person like india does not serve a purpose for white people india is not there for white people to be calmed down it is not there for you to do your eat pray love like that's not what india is about or what it's for and you should not think about it that way and also do not call it a third world country that is not okay to say like anymore yeah
1: that's not an okay term and the fact I don't know I didn't like that this was printed that she's first of all her saying is one thing I think a lot of people probably feel that way too yeah. and probably resonate with that which is why it was printed in this article or think of and, India
0: as just exclusively poverty which we've talked of before
1: right exactly which is not accurate not representative can at poverty
0: all. in your own freaking country if you want to look yeah, for
1: it exactly. And you can also choose to be moved by it right. and do something about it, which people don't. The same week that she posted that, um, or that that article was released, Amelia Clark, or maybe it wasn't mm. the same, I don't know, we talked about it roughly in the same amount of time, Amelia Clark had an eat, pray, love experience in India mm-hmm. also, basically validating these same feelings. And she posted this long caption on Instagram about how it was so moving, and she like is a new person, and... Forever changed by, like, what she experienced in India. And it's like, that, this country, this people are not here to move you. They're not here to serve you this purpose of discovering your spirituality. Like, you don't exploit them from that and don't post about it like that.
0: Okay. So like, yes, exactly. Like, especially because they do not benefit from it at all. If you are going and you're seeing a specific village or orphanage or something and you're like, this is awful and I'm going to like donate a million dollars and like help – Maybe that justifies you being incredibly condescending. If you're just going there to look at poverty and say like, "Oh, it's so hard. Like, I have so much privilege," and then come back, that is so demeaning. That is like, so this is a property and for you.
1: Posting also posting pictures of, of unassuming women and children on the street, like probably without their consent. Like, they are not spectacles for your viewing pleasure like that is so wrong
0: i i I have a friend who was talking about how she's from india and she was in india this summer and she was saying that like she like dresses in indian clothes when she goes to the market or whatever because like that's Mm. what you do and she says very often white people have taken pictures of her without her consent not understanding that she is like actually like spent a lot of time in america lives in america now and like but they treat her like she's a prop and it's like it doesn't matter that she's american obviously but like she has like experience enough to know what they're doing and she's like it is the most dehumanizing thing in the world yeah, to be it's a like prop you're less for a white than,
1: person yeah you're less than human like you are less than the person taking
0: a picture of you and back to this npr article which i like want to give feedback to this author sasha pfeiffer the title is michelle williams on her economic on economic inequality in her new movie what like what <laughs> what economic e-
1: inequality is she
0: Literally That's a nothing. weird title to for what she described as, like, oh, going to third world country made me realize how I'm privileged. What? And then the picture is, like, Michelle Williams, this, like, white woman wearing a bindi and, like, a random, like, dupatta with this brown child who doesn't even get a name.
1: Movies about her, like, affair and something like a murder something. there's like a murder
0: I but think, again like. the idea is like why did she okay clearly this india thing came after michelle williams was decided on why couldn't it have been a person of color or like like if yeah i haven't seen this movie but like if it's going to be a white woman who's running this orphanage in india there better be some like ethical discussions about that because like yeah that is not something that happens in a vacuum There, are like that's something that should be talked about why is she running a orphanage in india what is yeah. like her tie to the place like whatever because yeah. feeding into our next point there is yes. so much messed up stuff happening when white people go to developing or underdeveloped markets and like save people quotes quotes yeah. quotes quotes
1: yeah and honestly that makes me like that, whatever they've depicted, or I'm imagining them to have depicted in Michelle Williams' movie, is probably based on factual things that have happened in many parts of the world. And this, like Tara said, leads us into our next point, which was about. Um, there was this article that came out in the Times and in PR about this woman, this American white female, who went to Uganda and basically like ran a hospital slash an ICU. 105 children died on her watch. Mm. Uh, and the caveat in all this is that she was a literal high school graduate when she went there to set this clinic up. She had no medical training, like, whatsoever, did not have a degree. She was not a nurse. She was not a doctor. She was not a PA. Like, mm. she, yeah, she says it was like a calling from God for her to go there and take care of these people. 105 died on her watch. Mm. Because obviously she was in way over her head. People in the community that she was in trusted her because she looked like a woman of, with resources yeah. and was offering fake help to them. Um, and now the government of Uganda is suing her in civil court, which as they I good. as they should. as they should. It's long overdue. This happened in the 2000s, like the early 2000s, when she was like only 20 years old. And she's been living here in the US, like, with literally no repercussions for her actions. Parts that made me really mad, like, I am the last person to hate on NPR. I Mm. love them and I support almost everything they do. But these the pictures that they use in this article, like, just glorified who she Mm. is. Like, she deserves a mugshot. She killed 100 people. And there she is, like, sitting there pensively looking off into the distance, like, contemplating her life's decisions like she doesn't deserve that it's not fair
0: they like almost try and give her the benefit of the doubt in a in a way that's like like you said people died like you would not be giving her the benefit of the doubt i I don't need it 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 just feels like they're, they're assuming that There are no like it's Uganda, so there's like there's nothing there. There's no resources. There There are no other options. Like her being like completely unqualified and doing this from a completely selfish place is like much better than what would have happened to them otherwise. Which is like
1: right, right. exactly. Just such a
0: condescending point of view to come from, you know?
1: Yeah, it's and it's a huge assumption also. Yeah. this article like didn't I don't know. At least the one in NPR did very little research into like what the actual like, situation is. Were yeah. That,
0: yeah. It's really exactly. only from the white people. It's from this woman and then I think it's from someone who reported her who I believe is white as well.
1: All of that is to say like you you're a murderer. Yeah. Like I, there's no way to spin that. Like you killed people in the name of like trying to do good and you were not qualified to be there doing what you were doing that is just wrong. Like that that is truly And part of it shameful. is like
0: the media needs to stop glamorizing like this Michelle Williams movie white people yeah. going to these countries oh, yeah, totally. and like saving everyone. That is not how it works 90% of the time. <laughs>
1: well, so I think like that kind of leads us into our hot take um for the week which is basically what we've already <laughs> talked about but This is kind of in the context of, I'm in med school, and I had to go to this, like, international, um, orientation. It's, like, an orientation for people, like, a pre-departure orientation for people doing international rotations. Which, like, LOL, if I'm going to, like, New Zealand, per (laughs) per se, like, I have to get the same orientation that people are going to India for. So, um they had us do this quiz at the beginning that basically made us rate ourselves in terms of like experiences that we were willing to have. Like uh, living without Wi-Fi, living without electricity, living without hot water, um, not having things go on time or on schedule, like stuff like that. And based on what you scored, it like puts you in a category of a place where you would have a good time on an international experience. And it basically like, categorized countries based on their development so like oh if you were like this like free-spirited easygoing person who didn't ever need a hot shower like you could go to Uganda and Rwanda but if what? you were the opposite of that you would be going to New Zealand and Ireland like you can get a hot
0: shower in Rwanda like yeah what? Like,
1: what, who wrote this like obviously someone who has never left the U.S. has written this. Um, It's also so wrong to think of places as, like, entirely homogenous. Yeah! Um, And then it goes into this this next point, which is what our hot take is. It's, like, the concept of mission trips Mm -hmm. and, like, what countries get mission trips and what countries would get international experiences. My school is not that... Unprogressive, but they call it all of these experiences international experiences. They've established that mission trips is not the word that you use anymore. But mission trips, I think colloquially, a lot of people, especially in the Midwest, will have done a mission trip, especially if you're going to med school. Like you might have done a mission trip at some point. And the hot take here is that mission trips are done. Like <laughs> people of colors, their health, their well being. Is no one's mission. One thing, and it's racist. It goes back to like Rudyard Kipling and like the mm. white man's burden. Like, this is just that centuries later.
0: I've yet to see a model where like accepting, like relying on foreign. Like white people's whims exclusively actually like spurs growth yeah. or like improves conditions significantly. Like I think like it's one thing to be Mother Teresa and like setting up a million orphanages or like helping people across a country, and it's another thing to be, um, you know, going on a it, mission trip for two weeks and like yeah, doing in some. and out.
1: Yeah, like if you can't invest the time, like you're not helping anyone. In fact, you might be hurting people more than yeah. you help them.
0: How long does that even last for? Like, you put it yeah. on your resume, you move on. Like, does your three days watching poverty, seeing poverty in India change the way you interact with homeless people on the streets of New York? I will yeah. bet that it does not. Yeah, exactly. So on that note. So on that happy note. Happy note. <laughs> happy
1: note that are usually our hot takes are like way quippy they're like fun poppy yeah um, yeah but this one I think was in line with what we were talking about
0: today. I think we had so some feelings some pent-up feelings
1: some, but that's our episode guys
0: that's episode our episode 14
1: in the books
0: episode 14 in the books
1: um so as always we will say it again rate review subscribe and email
0: at the thebrownsbring.com
1: so glad to be back and I can't wait.